0: Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike on 1059 The Region.
1: You're listening to 1059 The Region, and this is Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike Carozza. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Can you believe we're already at the end
0: of June? You know what, Tina? I've been looking forward to the month of June and of course coming to the end of June because this is the this is our solstice. This is our longest days. This is where we can be outside the most. This is where we can get the most of Mother Nature. This is where we can get the most of our Mother Earth and and why we're here. And so, of course, being inside and closed, uh, confined spaces and and not getting outside enough and not being able to stay outside as long as we'd like, the time for us as Canadians has come. And so this is our favorite time and our favorite month. Still, the bugs aren't out too much yet. (laughs) So... Um, it is the time for us to just really really enjoy the summer because uh, it's been a long winter.
1: It really has and uh, you know it feels like you know this first part of 2020 has been uh, a year and a half in itself for goodness sake because we have been confined or really isolated uh, since uh, mid-march for sure so I'm sure you must be hearing now that you're back in practice for a few weeks now you know, what are you hearing from your patients and, and what do they want most out of this summer?
0: Yeah, I think for the most part, you know, patients are not really looking to, to get away, you know. And I think people realize that, you know, I think the most part and, and the most, you know, amazing, um, you know, silver lining, if you will, that, that took place during this entire COVID is that I think a lot of people realize that you really don't have to go anywhere too far to enjoy and and this is just amazing. How I mean, maybe it's just because we're Canadians, um, and, and soon we'll have an American on the show, and uh, we'll it'd be interesting to see how their stance is. But obviously, you know, we love to to enjoy what we have, and so maybe that's being in your backyard, and that's getting outside, you know, you don't have to go to Europe. You don't have to fly away to another country to sort of enjoy. And I think we're, we're being content with what we have. uh, And, uh, and this comes a long way, uh, you know, and we're enjoying our children and our families, I think more now than ever before. And, um, you know, I think that's important and that's really important to focus in. I mean, I don't think that, you know, we should be on lockdown for longer. Uh, Definitely not because there's more detriment that comes along with that. But I think, what comes along with being within our own bubbles and our social uh, environments with our own families just allows us to enjoy one another's company, maybe focus on some of the things. I know my myself, I mean, I taught my kids how to ride a bike during this time. And, you know, I tried to teach them all summer last year to ride a bike and I couldn't do it. I mean, I was coming home late. Maybe the work structure wasn't there. Um, you know, I'm definitely, I definitely devote myself to my kids, but there was just some other things that we were doing instead of the bike riding. But you're thinking like, you're a kid, you got to ride a bike. And so we <laughs> did it, you, you know, like we, we did it. It's like, no, this has to happen. And it's like day in and day, out. okay, let's get on the bikes. Let's get on the bikes. Let's get on the bikes. And I just, it's just one example, but I think again, just enjoying about what we're doing. And, and, uh, I, I'm really happy to see our, our, our patients and for the most part our patients are doing quite well. Um, there's a lot of patients that are still scared and are confused uh, and that are still, you know, worried about coming out. Um, so we are offering telemedicine, which is nice for those patients. Um, and and, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's just good to be back, Tina.
1: We've had a lot of conversations here at the station about the retail industry specifically and how they're going to win consumers back and gain back that confidence. And I guess that would apply to your clinics as well is that you know gaining your patients back and and making them feel comfortable again and safe in the environment
0: you know what? That's absolutely correct, because a lot of people are calling us and saying, hey, what are you doing before we're coming in mm-hmm. and, and what's happening? And so I think I'll use this moment to just talk to our patients is that, wow. you know, we've actually put, uh, you know, we lock our doors. We ask our patients to come in with masks and, and we won't let you in without it. And you need to actually have a temperature check. And then we garb our patients up with a mask, uh, sorry, with a gown before coming into our office and then we sanitize. And once they've reached and, and, and passed our, our pre-inspection section and their their temperature is, is suffice and, and we've done our sanitation with them and we've asked them the appropriate questions, then we're ab- able to bring them into the center because, of course, there's other individuals in our center. And so by doing that, I think you, you show people that you're not only protecting, you know, we're not only protecting our staff because, I mean, it, it's also for the staff. Because let's face it, I mean, that was a big challenge, too, to just talk to staff, to, to say, look, come back. Right. But it's also not only for the staff, but it's to protect the actual patient themselves. It's to protect them and show them comfort. And I think they like that. You know, at first we were asking patients to take off their shoes, but now we've uh, we, we've said, you know, we, we sanitize the, uh, the clinic kind on of a daily. So we know that um, the shoes can remain on. But uh, but yeah, these are the principles that we have played. And it doesn't matter if you're the chiropractor, if you are seeing the physio, if you are seeing myself, these are what you have to do. And then we get that document and we upload it and we save it to their file because we know, look, and I'll just give you an example, Tina, this is really important. I had a patient that came in, it was an urgent care patient that came into the center because we were open for urgent care, of course. We were open for um, essential care patients, meaning that if patients couldn't walk and there was one patient, he could not move uh, and uh, our chiro was in, Uh, he was in our office on the Wednesday and I think the Thursday he developed a fever. And so it was not until he had to come back for his follow-up appointment. He called us up. He said, look, I don't think it's a good time for me to come in. Well, we're asking him questions before he's coming in. And we said, do you have a cough? She goes, yeah, I just developed a cough. I don't think it's good for me to come in. He said, develop the cough. And then we asked, did you have a fever? And then yes. And so that comes to me. So now I have to screen this patient. So now I'm calling. Do I got to get public health? Is this a COVID patient? And it was really interesting because I asked the patient, I said, look, what are the chances you got a flu? But a fever and a cough right now is not a good time. And so in medicine, if it walks like a duck and acts like a duck, it usually is a duck. Um, so I advised the patient, and so you know I made sure. So that what I did is I went back to the to the data that we had because we keep all these documents. And I said I said to, to to the fellow chiropractor who was in our clinic, and I said, "What well, when so and so came in? What was this temperature?" right? Because we were able to go back just to make sure we did our due diligence. The temperature was 30, 36.5 or which was completely normal. So it's just a coincidence the next day and he had no symptoms because we screened them. Anyway, the point is, is that, you know, unfortunately I had to ask the patient, sorry, we can't let you come back in the clinic. You have to self-isolate for 14 days, stay away from your family, but you got to get tested. So he went to get tested and he was negative for COVID, which was a nice part, but it also just goes to show when you do your job properly, you screen the people, it actually is going to work, but you might also miss some of these things. And so he went to go get tested. He was clear. And then the following week he was able to come in, you know, doing the due diligence that we are doing is actually protecting not only the safety of the practitioners, our staff, but also for the patients.
1: When we come back, how to manage your child's allergies. This is Health is Wealth on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Make it your one-stop destination for freshly prepared meals, clean beauty products, nutraceuticals, and nutrient-dense options in every aisle. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to Health is Wealth. Over to Dr. Mike with today's guest, who is a familiar name and face to our audience.
0: Absolutely, Tina. So we welcome back Dr. Ana Maria Temple. We're really excited. To have you back, we had an amazing uh chat, of course, and it was such a wonderful discussion last week. Um, so thank you very much for coming back on the show, Dr. Temple.
2: Uh, so great to be here again.
0: Yes, so today, I mean, you know, we're gonna just shift our focus, but something similar to what we spoke about last time, you know, we just touched based on skin and health, and then we mentioned a little bit about allergies, and then obviously, you know, the gut allergies are probably obviously related. I want to talk specifically about um. You know allergies in general because there's more you know as a pediatrician yourself you see i'm sure you see a lot of cases and a lot of allergic cases and there's different forms of allergies i mean there's food allergies which by the way I, you know i think is at an all-time high right now especially for kids um and and there's uh th- there's a lot of school of thoughts as to why you know a lot of peanut and tree nut allergies and why there's more epi pens right now in schools than there ever used to be uh, especially when we were children i mean we never I don't remember ever anybody being allergic to anything. Um, uh, and, and just right now it's it's very common. And then there's a lot of other allergies, such as environmental allergies, which are big as well. Um, but I wanted to touch on, you know, uh, obviously the allergy segue and how it's intertwined uh, and how the immune system is intertwined with the digestive tract, which is usually a big concern with these patients. What do you think? Do, do we wanna to touch a little bit also on why we have um,
2: the rise in allergies? Because I think that leads to you know why we have leaky gut and why the leaky gut then ends up with allergies. So I'm gonna to touch the, on that a little bit because a lot of people don't realize that I get the question all the time. Why do we have EpiPens in schools right now when we didn't have before? And I'm like, because it's how we eat. And then I get back, well, I don't understand because that's how I used to eat when I was little and we didn't have these things. And so number one, our food has changed. The food that we have today is not the same food from 20 or 30 years ago. If we just looked at Kellogg's cornflakes, in the past, like 20, 30 years ago, it was corn, water, salt, and that was it. And now you can see that there's about 15 different ingredients in cornflakes. And in the US, when you look under the organic cornflakes, it is the corn, the water, and the salt, and, and some sugar, which is exactly what the cornflakes used to be like, but now we market it as organic, and it seems, and of course, raise the price. So the food and the food additives, I'm going to speak for the U.S. themselves, we have okayed over 10 thousand food additives in the past 25 years that have not been run through medical studies to show that they're actually safe or detrimental. But the FDA has grandfathered them in, and it says, "Ah, well, you know, it didn't look like it's causing any problems, so they should be fine in children's food. The mamas are eating worse foods. We're We're giving out antibiotics like it's going out of style. Our animals are getting antibiotics because of the horrible conditions that they're grown in, so antibiotic resistance is through the roof babies are colicky. And you know what happens when they're colicky? They get Zantac or an anti-reflux medicine. Anti-reflux medicine is directly related to disruption of gut health and then worsening allergies. Mamas are getting C-sections. The rate of C-sections has quadrupled in the past 15 years where now one in three kids is born via c-section during c-sections mamas get automatic antibiotics because it's major abdominal surgeries so it prevents mom from dying which is necessary but i don't know that all these c-sections are necessary and with the children start out with already antibiotics and their gut destroyed all these things oh my other favorite tylenol so acetaminophen or panadol that we give to children because they're teething because we think that everything, you know, when kids are fussy, it's like number one thing, they must be teething. And we give Panadol or acetaminophen, like it's going out of South, and that is directly hitting the gut and having detrimental effects on the gut. This is just a few of the things that are hitting our gut, not to mention, to your point, environment, the pollution, the heavy metals, the mold, the the amount of cars, the amount of stuff, the amount of chemicals we put on everything. And we touch last time on COVID, the amount of bleach we're now putting on everything. And so the, these are all affecting our gut abnormally. And when the gut gets holes in it from all these things we just mentioned, it the body becomes really irritated and annoyed and develops allergies. And the way I tell my patients, I'm like, it's basically they're irritated by everything. And so now there's like, the gut is not well, it's kind of like you and I having a really busy day in clinic and we're, you know, people need us and phone calls and messages and everybody needs something and our patients are not doing well. And you come home and one of your children is just like, have you seen, you know, my shoes and you blow up because how annoying is that, that he can't find his shoes? How many times have you told him where his shoes are, you know, and you go and you got irritated over something that shouldn't irritate. And the same thing with our gut, you eat a banana. The body shouldn't be irritated by a banana, but when it's gotten irritated by everything I just mentioned, and then you eat a banana, the gut's like, oh, and a banana. And now it develops a food intolerance to the thing. Another way of saying it is we have our bodies like a cup and in our cup, we can have a certain amount of inflammation and inflammation can come from the food, the toxins, the antibiotics, the viruses, the pollen, the mold, whatever. And you go outside and it's pollen season. Well, the cup overflows and your itchy red eyes and you have headaches and all this other stuff. If you manage to decrease your inflammation by what you do and what I do, it's changing food, diet, sleep, stress environmental toxins, we lower the amount of inflammation. And then now the cup is half full with inflammation. And now you go outside in pollen and all of a sudden, you no longer have allergies. You no longer need uh, an antihistamine in order to survive. The banana is no longer bothering you because we've reduced the inflammation from the inside. So that's two ways that I talk to my patients on how the two relate.
1: Now, last week, Dr. Temple, you mentioned that um, Instagram is your jam. And on Instagram, you have also shared that you have a picky eater in your household, and he also developed seasonal allergies very early on. How did you manage that? And what advice do you
2: have for parents out there who are going down that same road? Oh, that's an excellent point, Tina. Yes. So I have a 13-year-old. Now he's 13. When he was two years old, he had seasonal allergies that were so horrible that on Easter, he couldn't go out of the house because if he went out of the house, his eyes would swell shut. He would tear all the way down his face. When the oak bloomed, his body would be covered in hives. And he was on five allergy medicines at that time. Oh my. I took him to the pediatrician and I was like, uh, what are we doing? Cause this is not working. And he was like, oh, well, the next step is allergy shots. And I was like, mm-hmm. he's two years old. And you know, I was a, I was a pediatrician five years in practice at that time. I had no idea what to do, but I'll tell you something. My mama instinct was like, absolutely no to allergy shots. Absolutely, this is not his story. We are not going to continue this story. This is a terrible story. We need to throw this book out and we got to start fresh. And it was the next week I went to my kid's school and um, I understood the root cause of my ch- my, all my, ch- my children's illness. All the nutritionists talked about was sugar. And I took a moment, did a little introspection because, you know, we all walk around going like, well, you know, my kids eat healthy. They're so healthy. We're so healthy. I mean, I'm amazingly healthy. And then I took a moment and did introspection. And I was like, oh, snap. We're not as healthy as I think. So I went home and I went into the pantry and to the heart of my children and the husband, I threw away All the garbage, the Lucky Charms, cinnamon toast crunch, Pop Tarts, mac and cheese, orange crackers with peanut butter. You name a garbage food, we had it. In the name of let's be balanced and out went the garbage. And I added fruits and vegetables. And that is that was the beginning of my journey into functional medicine. I didn't know more than that. All I knew was getting rid of sugar and processed foods and increasing fruits and vegetables in my children's life cannot be the right answer. And then over the years he got better each year he got off one allergy medicine by 5 years he had no allergy medicine he is now 13 has no allergy medicines does not i think maybe one time this pollen season which was horrific here in charlotte north carolina he took maybe a dehist two days and that was all and he is my picky eater but you know what there's no choice in the matter you don't eat if you're not eat what's on your plate you don't eat don't, doesn't matter if i could see your ribs i should be seeing your ribs but uh, i implemented hardcore anti-picky eating movement in my house and <laughs> you know we've made we've made some progress is he perfect no is he eating all the vegetables no well we are way further than we were before and his his health is unbelievable
0: no, I love that. I want to break that down, uh, Dr. Temple. It's just so amazing to hear these words, and and of course your own story. Uh, of course, I have my own. Uh, so I have two children myself, and my eldest, of course, is a. You know, he was uh, listed when I was uh, still uh, in my early uh, practices. Uh, he he was listed as uh, they call it a topic. You know, the one that's like. The eight-topic one, the one that has everything and every allergy and everything, right? So, um, it's so interesting because you mentioned about dehist and and uh, and so you know definitely done the same when I went through that whole cascade. And this is the idea of functional medicine. It starts with the terrain and and this. Laying down. But I want to talk about dehist. For our listeners out there, dehist, uh, uh, the natural dehist and the junior dehist, which you, you were referring to, is a product that I use tremendously in practice. It's made by Orthomolecular uh, Company in the US. This product uh, actually, it's, it's interesting, it has some of the things that f- would fight against things like COVID and whatnot because it has like NAC, uh, which will stimulate vitamin C and some stinging nettle and whatnot. And so this is a natural dehist- antihistamine that actually will help the body, but it's not the answer. So a lot of people come to my office and say, can't you just give me an antihistamine? Well, it doesn't really work like that. Cause you're not going to go eat the garbage and eat the mac and cheese and eat all the stuff that you, that you're probably allergic to or having some allergies. And then now you're going to go ahead and just take a Hiss cause it's not going to work like that. It just doesn't work like that. But yeah, the pollen season does get up and yeah, I mean, it it affects us. And so the thing I like about the HISS is that you just got to take like a, maybe a week or just do a, a high dose and then it's just clear. So this synthesizes things like glutathione in our body, which is the mother antioxidant. Um, so just for our listeners out there, If anybody's interested, just they can message us. But um, I want to talk about the the differences between food allergies and sensitivities and intolerances. You know, just really brief. I want to talk about this because this is important. I mean, we definitely know that this leaky gut is causing a lot of issues. And we didn't even touch on the glyphosates, the the whole, we didn't even go on that that whole uh, cascade. But I mean, this is important. I mean, these are our guts and this is getting in our food system. But you did mention it and you touched upon that. So there's a there's a difference between food sensitivities, food intolerances, and food allergies, right? Uh, and this is some of the testing that we do in office. I know you do as well. And uh, you know, like for for example, a food intolerance, like a lactose intolerance. This is just you just inability. So a lot of people are confused. Say, oh, does that mean I can eat dairy? Uh, but I can't have lactose. So then they get the lactate, right? I mean, that's my favorite when they come in the, pro- oh, I'm drinking lactate, so I'm good now, but I still congested. And it's like, well, there's more to this story. So maybe you can just touch on a little bit about the different stages, you know, the IgG and the IgE, and then possibly some IgA as well. I know you touched on this last time, but I want to be specific and clear because a lot of people have, have a misconception of what an allergy is and what a sensitivity is.
2: Yeah, I agree, and it's it is confusing. It's confusing for everybody. But to, we're going to make it simple. To, you know, to make it short and simple is that when we have a food allergy, is you eat a peanut and your throat swells up. And I talk about the severity because that just makes more sense when we talk about that. But that you drink milk and you're covered in hives, and it's an immediate hypersensitivity reaction. Those is what we know as food allergies in the traditional model food sensitivity gets really difficult. Um, food sensitivity, you eat dairy, and up to nine days later, you can manifest an issue. Because so a lot of people, when they're like, I think I have food sensitivity, but I can't tell because I kept a food diary. Remember, you can when you, it's IgG food sensitivity, you will eat the dairy, but it may be three days later that you have the headache, or maybe five days later that your belly's hurting, and no one stays off food for significant enough amount of time, which is 28 days in order to truly see if the food is a problem. So food intolerances are uh, most of the time reversible because we're able to heal the leaky gut. Um, And they're very difficult to track with a diary because of how long the body takes in order to mount a response and really truly show you how upset it is about it. Food allergies Oftentimes we're able to decrease them if they're low. We're able to overcome if they're really high and the child is anaphylactic. With healing the gut, we're able to decrease the level significantly, but it's that's going to take a, a lot longer. And then the intolerance, just like you said, is the la- la- I use the lact the lactose as well as one of the because it's the most common one that people understand is that oh well I just have di- I eat it and I have diarrhea immediately or I eat it and. I vomit with with a lactose specifically, um, and again, I also agree. If you're eating a food and it makes you vomit, it has to make or you have diarrhea. It makes you think, what else is my body not happy with this food? But because we're like, oh, but we don't want to change our lifestyle, and we try to make it all fit. So I'll just take lactate. I'm like, so you're taking a pill, so you can take a food that is not good for your system. I'm like I don't understand, and then and they're like I still have symptoms and my joints still hurt and my snot is still thick. I'm like, because the the body was trying to tell you that it is not a good fit, but you're like, no, let me shovel this supplement to make because now I can digest it. So people get very confused, and I also agree with you with a dehist. Like we talked about before, you cannot out supplement a bad diet or a diet that the body's clearly telling you not good for you.
0: Yeah. And I love that point. We'll end on that note, because that is, that is a huge uh, learning perspective for not only all of us, but all of our patients and all of our listeners. So thank you for that because you know, it's, it's, it's not just supplementation for sure. And, and we did make some recommendations. And so just, we just want to make sure these recommendations obviously have to be run by your health professional and your provider. So please uh, run this by your doctor, but thank you very much for coming on the show Doctor Ana Maria Temple. It's really amazing to have you on the show again. I hope we can do it again. We definitely gotta like I'm telling you, you're gonna get in my when the border opens, I'm in my car, i gonna drive down to Charlotte and we're gonna hang out. We're,
2: told, we're gonna do it in person. <laughs> we're doing it in person. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if you if you, it, yeah, for our listeners, if you don't follow her, please do. But uh, Doctor Ana Maria, tell us where our, our listeners tell us, tell them where they can uh, sort of follow you.
2: Great. I'd love to see you guys on Instagram. As you heard from Tina, it's my jam. Uh, it is at D-R-A-N-A Maria Temple, where tons of free information is coming your way from, about your babies to adults, about all parts of health. Or you can just pop onto my website, D-R-A-N-A and we will see you there. That's terrific.
1: And Dr. Temple, just before we wrap up, um, can we get your, just a quick comment about how do we get through this summer of COVID-19 with our kids? What's sort of your your big takeaway as we head into the summer season?
2: The biggest takeaway is we're going old school. We're going back to what grandmas have told us for centuries. Go outside in the sunshine. Take your shoes off and play in the grass eat fruits and vegetables. The gardens are blooming. The farmer's markets are overrun with amazing fruits and vegetables. Eat the rainbow from mother nature and put away the package garbage. The Just because on the package, it says organic, just because it says natural, just because it says gluten-free and dairy-free, it's still marketing and generally garbage. So Stick with fruits and vegetables, try to have your kids experience one fruit and one vegetable at every meal to start with, less packaged foods, sleep more, declutter your schedule. COVID has been a blessing in that because it shut all all of us down and I am a cray cray person and I'm all over the town and all over the country speaking engagement and TV and I had to simmer down. So we're gonna simmer down, play outside, play in the grass, spend time with your children. We've had them for a reason. We didn't have children so we could work 70 hour work weeks. We had children so we can play with them. We can hang out with them and just eat the rainbow.
1: That's so great. You and Dr. Mike are cut from the same cloth. And Dr. Mike, where can our listeners connect with you and our um, and those at uh, Apple Med?
0: So definitely, we're finally open. I'm excited to to make that announcement. Our clinic is finally open. Hooray. So you can call us, of course, at uh, 905-417-4000. You can reach us at applemed.ca or you can hit us up on Instagram at AppleMedClinic. And we're here for you, for all of our patients. We thank you for your patience and you're obviously during this time. And if you have any concerns, just call us first and we'll be able to help.
1: That's our show for this week. Previous episodes of Health is Wealth on 1059region.com. Thanks for listening. Looking for a one-stop shop to eat well and live better? Nature's Emporium has it all. 100% certified organic produce and fresh meals made daily. Visit Giuseppe's Juice Bar and Bistro and shop every aisle for nutrient-dense allergy-friendly groceries to eco-conscious options. We offer clean cosmetics and we have York Region's biggest selection of nutraceuticals. Most importantly, we have a team of health professionals in all four locations to help you on the road to good health. For more information, visit naturesemporium.com.